Welcome to Funeral Gurus Radio. I'm your host, Robin Heppel from FuneralFuturist.com. We're continuing our series of pre-convention interviews for the ICCFA annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada from April 20th to 23rd. Today's guest is Frank Rosenacker from Rosenacker & Associates located in Cincinnati, Ohio. Frank, are you there? I am, Rob. Thank you. How are you doing today, Frank? Good. Appreciate this opportunity. And uh, you just finished uh, tax season here. We're, we're a couple days after the 15th. so uh, A lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good to have it done. Now, Frank, before we get into the, the, the details of your presentation for um, uh, the ICCFA convention, maybe just give a little bit of background about yourself and your company and, and how you help out uh, funeral firms. Uh, thank you. Uh, I am a fourth-generation funeral director. Came into the business and meet, I started working with my dad. We lived in the funeral home. Started working with him when I was a young boy. Uh, was destined to be the undertaker. Uh, about five years after I was licensed, I got interested in the law. I, actually, I'd been interested in law for a while, but made the decision to go to law school. And when I did that, I um, made the decision to leave funeral service, at least the day-to-day -day practice, and teach. So I taught at the Sensei College of Mortuary Science, so I give some kind of semblance in my schedule. I uh, went to law school at night. And when I came out of law school, I uh, did a stint in the military and then came right back to funeral service. So everything I do is centered around funeral service uh, with a law degree and my funeral background. Uh, I, my companies, uh, we, we do anything from legal work to any kind of tax, accounting, management, employee issues, uh, transfer of businesses from generation to generation to employees or to third parties, represent both sides, uh, sellers or buyers. Uh, pretty much if it affects funeral service, we're involved in it. And when I say all that, I also do a lot of work with cemeteries, uh, same same things, and I do a lot of work with combos where we have funeral homes and cemeteries combined. Okay. Great. So, well, uh, you know, a great understanding of the entire industry, um, and you know, bringing two strengths together, which is um, which is great, and that's why you know that's why you guys are, are successful in what you do. Let's um, let's talk a little bit about your your presentation. So, um, you know, and a great title: Are you priced right for 2009? So, maybe Frank, um, you know, maybe dive into the um, into the issue that you're really going to be covering here with. Pricing and and I guess you know what what do you see that funeral homes are doing are doing wrong or or, or and cemeteries as well and and what should they be doing? Um, I, I want to give you a quick overview because uh, I, I want to start this thing out with image and I think image is very very important in whatever job you have but in the funeral and the cemetery business I think image is extremely important so I'm going to just touch touch base on that very quickly talk about the marketability of whatever your product is whether you're selling a cemetery space you're selling a funeral or you're selling a pre-need you know what are you doing talk briefly uh, about some uh, general price issues that are out there uh, for funeral service but then I'll uh, I'll change then to talk about how do you determine how do you set your prices and um, uh, I think most funeral directors call the guy down the street uh, call a couple colleagues and they find out what they're charging and then they're $5 ahead or $5 below. 
<laughs> and I don't I don't like that method at all. Uh, I'm very much a believer that numbers uh, do not lie. Uh, all the people who figure numbers, we all lie, but the, the numbers don't lie. So I like to go to um, the specific set of financial data that each funeral has. And what does it take in order to make sure you pay for your operations, pay for your cost of sales, and ultimately pay that debt service in order to be in business and, and to be the owner? I also um, realize with uh, and representing clients that they love being funeral directors, they love being cemeterians, and very few of them like to know uh, how to read a financial statement or how to um, determine how to how to how to price themselves, how to how to recover their costs, how to recover their operating costs, how to recover the debt service they have to pay. So I like to to do things with them that. Um, uh, definitely on a periodic basis that we just got to talk it through and then in a, bring these financial statements into a one page that they can look at one page and determine am I doing okay am I within the realms and within the standards of the industries am I off that am I too high am I too low um, and then through all of this and, and I, I really want to come back here on something I want them to tell me what they want to make, because what they want to make is important if we can to to make that decision. If you can structure the financials in order to be priced correctly for that owner to make that kind of money, mm-hmm. and and the other question on that one is: it do they need it or do they want it? <laughs> there's a huge difference. Uh, between those, and, and if you're if you're just starting out and you're buying your first funeral home or you're buying your first cemetery, you better be in the uh, need category, cover cover what has to happen, and later you can get to the want category. Um, so there's a big difference if you you know if you've got a lot of debt service or you don't have much debt service. But I still want to know what you want to make, and and if you need you know whatever the number is, and it's not doable, then you better better know about it right now uh, so anyway I, I I like to look at the you know analyze the, the financial data what's it take in the, that area uh, and, and we're all over the place here um, for example your big city costs a lot more and the, you get to some of these cities they're huge um, costs just to operate the real estate from property taxes to insurance on the building to the building itself in other places it's not quite as expensive um, Rob, the other thing that always has to be taken into consideration here is who's our market? Are we going to be able to make a sale? What are we selling them? And how much are we going to be uh, taking in an income? And if you're mm-hmm. starting out from scratch, that's pretty much a, you know, how, we've got to do a business plan and forecast what we think is going to happen. If it's a, a business that's been going on for a while, then you can fall back on your historical data and and do a projection off that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I go to the kind of fly here to the end, and I sure. said this already. Um, I'm very concerned that a funeral director or a cemetery can look at one piece of paper and determine if he's okay. Uh, I think funeral directors like to see something like that. They don't want you know, 50 pages because they're not going to read it. They're not going to take the time to read it. One page, and in that page, 
you've got here's the income, here's the cost of sales, here's operating expenses, here's debt service, here's the bottom line, here's what's happening. And um, and, and the beauty of all that is you have percentages in that thing, you have your cash flow to debt service ratios on that piece of paper, and again, they're looking at one page, and that page, <coughs> excuse me, that page will be uh, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, all one piece of paper. So you get all that data together, and then you're going to determine if your price right for 2009 in order to survive, to operate, to eventually make a profit, eventually make a return on your investment. Well, that's uh, you know that's great, and I think uh, yeah, being able to kind of drill that down and synthesize it to you know <clears throat> to just that one pager. It's great because they just want whether it's um you know the kind of the one page proposal or the one page report it's it's all there you know the most important information and then they can use that as a as a guide um, and they then they know because I think as you said they sometimes they don't really know and they've kind of put the prices together and and then you know one thing well I'm going to ask you a couple questions here Frank so I'm going to put you on the spot um, you know where they uh, all of a sudden they get a pricing call and then they start um, discounting or price matching. Um, maybe do you want to share your thoughts on on uh, price matching and and kind of what happens and what what are the true effects of that? Sure, I'd be glad to. First, I want to go back uh, and separate out a couple of things. Sure. Uh, uh, I want to separate out services from um, merchandise, and I want to separate out. Uh, at least briefly here, itemization versus packaging. Uh, so let me go back to the service f- first. If we are going to consider ourselves as professional service providers, which I believe we should and that we are, then your service charge, if it's priced correctly, it needs to be paid. Uh, you should not be um, discounting a service. A lawyer, since I'm a lawyer, I'll put it that way, they never discount services or seldom will discount their services. An accountant isn't going to discount their services. A doctor, I guess you could say a doctor would if, um, depend upon insurance, but for the most part, professional people do not discount services. Um, there's a lot of talk, and there always has been a lot of talk, uh, about basic services and you know, can you discount those? Can't you discount those? Uh, I don't think you're supposed to discount those, and I, I think you need to keep that basic service fee for every funeral you have, uh, or every every service you have, whether that's direct cremation, direct burial, uh, full service, partial service, ship out, uh, ship in, receiving, boarding, whatever way we go, uh, we ought to be recouping a service fee. Um, now, as soon as they say all that, if if you need to um, lower a price for a person who can't afford you, that's one thing. If you're lowering the price because somebody's just trying to get a, a lower price, I don't. I think you have to be very careful. And, and when you take that phone call, you got to sell who you are. Uh, I, I believe adamantly that we sell ourselves every day. Um, you're, you're selling who you are. 
not just your funeral home, not just what you sell at the funeral, but you're selling you. So mm-hmm. the more you can build that relationship, the better off you're going to be. Um, so I, 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 I'm very leery about discounting those services. Merchandise, on the, on the other hand, completely different story. Uh, I believe too many funeral directors still have the cost of their, or their, the retail price of their caskets way too high. Uh, I, I've thought that for a long time. I, I thought one of the greatest things FTC came gave us was itemization, so funeral directors could start seeing what it really costs them to put a funeral on. A funeral on. Um, I, I think they ought to understand that part, which is the main part of my my talk. Um, but the, the the merchandise should be separate. I have a few clients that have a um, uh, they don't mark up the casket at all. I mean nothing. It goes out at wholesale. So all of the money that they make is is on their services. Uh, I don't care what casket store comes in there; you, they can't beat you. Um, others will do a 1.1 or a 1.2 markup. I would say my average client is about 1.8 to 2.0 markup. Mm-hmm. I don't have hardly anybody, um, except uh, every once in a while, get some low end merchandise where that that markup may be more than two. I really don't have anybody that's much higher than a 2.0 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there, but I know people that are still in the threes and yeah. things like that. I think they're just perfect targets for a cash store to take all their business. Yeah, if, it, if we would have gotten that straight when itemization happened, there would have never been a casket store or a Costco selling caskets. It, they, they could never make it. No, but... Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know, Frank. I don't know when it happened. Like so, and I've tried. I've I've prodded guys before, and I'll say, okay, like you were back there at that time. What happened? FTC came out and said you have to itemize. And so, you know, if the if the unit price service was five grand, how come thirty five hundred dollars worth of that went on the merchandise side? Like somewhere, somewhere, some you know, someone got influenced and. We at that point we were starting to dis we were undervaluing our our professional services. Um, when I started, we everybody was unit price, or, or I, I don't maybe somebody may have been a little bit of a buy buy unit or something like that, but we were unit price. And even then, and and I had taken, I mean I, I've always liked um, accounting and things like that. I I told my dad I said, how can you have we, we sold our first you know at four hundred bucks back then. That was casket and all services. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, uh, how can you do that? And especially, and I gave the example of a very a, a wealthy person buying the $400 service where I knew my dad was burying hundreds of dollars with that. <coughs> and he said, well, you just have to start at a low. And so a cloth cover casket and all services was 400 bucks. Uh, the, the average sale back then was about 900 bucks for everything. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, I'm not very old. My kids <laughs> are getting older, but I'm not very old. But I, I remember those days. Now, that was in the early 70s. By the early 80s, when all the FTC stuff started taking place, and they wanted us to get to a, a separate out facilities and mer- uh, um, separate out facilities and services from the casket. Again, that was, a, in my opinion, an awesome thing for funeral directors. They could finally understand that they actually did have an overhead that they needed to meet and, and to take care of. 
Um, and that, the task was just kind of superfluous. Uh, one more thing, I, I didn't say this, and I want to get this out. I think every funeral director has to look at themselves and say, what am I? Am I a professional service provider or am I a retailer? And, and you know, if you think through that thing, and especially if, if um, our job is to take care of people, I think we ought to be weighing in on the, that we're the professional service provider. And we just sell casket because that's part of it. So if we get to sell casket, fine. If we don't get to sell casket, okay. But I don't think we ought to, I, I don't think funeral directors should believe that they're going to sell casket on every funeral or they are going to sell a vault on any funeral or every funeral. In, in, in my case or my family's case, uh, we still have several funeral homes here in Cincinnati. We sell vaults in probably 40% of the funerals now. Uh, the other 60% are either sold by a cemetery or we have a cremation. So, so we're down to 40% on that. We still sell a lot of caskets, but I don't want my family thinking that all their revenue is going to come from a casket. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I, I see it, it turn like people are finally kind of getting it, but some are still kind of holding on or, <laughs> or even, even worse, Frank, they say, Oh, well, I've got these Chinese caskets now. And so, so I'll just keep my price the same. <laughs> I'm like, oh my! But um, uh, there's anyway. also a lot of guys that price their casket by the way it looks. Yeah, I, I think that's dangerous. Yeah, and you may never get caught, but man, if you do get caught, and you're multiplying, you know, five, six times that cost, like in a Chinese casket, I think that you're going to have a tough time to tell your community that uh, you didn't take. I want to use rip them off, but what the heck? I'll use rip them off. Sure. Uh, I think you got to be very careful with that. I think you're entitled to profit. I, 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 listen, you give a great service. I think you're entitled to make money, but don't don't. I mean, you get in the triples and the quadruples and the five times and six times gas costs. I, I think you're wrong. And nowadays, if you get if you get found out, and someone could just easily exploit that on on the internet and you are going to have a huge reputation management problem you only have one name rob <laughs> and uh don't don't abuse it yeah <laughs> funeral directors they want to be on the obituary page they don't want to be on the front page yeah <laughs> for sure that's <laughs> that's great hey frank we've kind of gotten uh off topic here Sorry. Uh, <laughs> no 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 this is great because um you know one of the reasons why i like to do this is you know, to get people excited about who are, um, you know, the folks that are going to be at the ICCFA convention, but, but also for, um, other funeral professionals that can't make it. Um, I want there to be nuggets of, of gold in here that they can listen to this and, and, you know, put to use or at least use this as information when they make their next, uh, business decision and that type of thing. So, and, and a lot of people do guys tell me, Oh, I listen to your interviews while I'm embalming or while I'm driving to the coroner's office in the next County. And so it's, um, that's <laughs> pretty funny. One, th- one thing, Frank, you, you mentioned packages, but you didn't, um, didn't really talk about it. And, and I think some, some funeral homes are a little leery. They, they take, the letter of the law, the FTC itemization, um, so literal that they say, well, we're not allowed to package or we're not, not allowed to 
do that, we can't put it in a package that's unit pricing. So can you just maybe talk to that just for a sec? Sure. Um, First off, I want to compare us to the auto industry, and that's probably very dangerous today. (laughs) I think we have a lot of parallels. When I bought my first car, it was unit price, just like Funeral Service was. And then they had to, the auto industry had to start listing, you know, four or five things. And then they had to list 25, 30, 40 things. Today, uh, you go to buy a car and you're probably going to have an, uh, one price again. You're back to unit price. I believe funeral industry has done that. We had the unit price, we had, you know, uh, some form of one, two, three itemizations, and then we had, well, we got a list of 17, 18, 20 disclosures. Um, but we're back to a lot of people offering packages. The FTC allows you to have a package. You still have to have all your disclosures <coughs> required by the general price list, but you can have any package you want. My concern for the consumer or, or for the funeral director who's going to represent this to the consumer is to make it very simple. Um, I have I have looked at GPLs that are 40 pages long. I've looked at GPLs that are 20 pages long. And I'm, I'm going, you're, you're crazy. First of all, those people, they're suffering when they came in to see you. The last thing they're going to want to do is look at a 20 or 40 page document. Um, at the same time, <laughs> you can list very quickly a couple different kinds of packages. Whether that's, you know, and this depends on the con- or where you live in the country. I mean, some places still have two day visitations, others have one day visitation. A lot of people have gone to same day visitations. But any of those can be placed into a package, and that package can just be all services. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the casket's on the side, or the package can include the casket, or the package can include the the pack or the services casket and vault. So you have the right to package whatever you want, as long as you still have your proper disclosures that the the Federal Trade Commission wants you to have. So it's perfectly legit. Um, I, I I think you should. I think most people. I think most consumers, when they come in, they want to know what the bottom line is. Is it seven thousand dollars? Is it nine thousand dollars? What's the bottom line? They're not really concerned if you're getting five hundred dollars for embalming, two hundred dollars for embalming, or a thousand dollars for embalming. And the, and the same with the facilities. And when I when I say that. Having three kids who have been married, um, what it costs to have a rent a hall, I think funeral service is extremely inexpensive for renting their funeral homes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, and Frank, when you know, when I buy a car, I don't really care how much those floor mats are, right? Yeah, but you know. but you know, if I wanted to, they you know they'll they'll tell me that they're like you know eighty nine bucks, and and um, and although I think, well, I don't know if that's really worth it. I'm still going to buy the car at. Thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars, or whatever you know, whatever the price is. Because again, you know, be, just being a consumer, they, we, they want to know what the bottom line is. Right. Hey, Frank, this is this has been great. It's been uh, really insightful, and I'm sure it's going to give um, everyone just you know some things to think about. And uh, um, I look forward to seeing your presentation next week in uh, in Las Vegas. Before I let you go, any final thoughts? I, I just think funeral directors have got to control their destiny, and they got to start by understanding their business and, and not just being a great funeral director, but at least understanding the business part of it. And um, if you're priced right, you're going to make a profit. You're going to take care of families, and 
I just think it's the best way to go for everybody. Great. Well, thanks, Frank. I'll see you next week. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate doing this. I would like to thank Frank Rosenacker from Rosenacker & Associates in Cincinnati, Ohio, who is going to be presenting Are You Priced Right for 2009 at ICCFA's annual convention that is going to be held in Las Vegas, Nevada from April 20th to 23rd. For, for, for more information and registration details, visit www.iccfa. Check back soon for another ICCFA pre-convention interview. And on behalf of the thefuneralgurus.com, this is Robin Heppel.